You don't need to run a company to be a leader. You don't need to be a boss to be a leader. You don't need to have employees or staff or subordinates to be a leader. The most effective portion of leadership is when you control your life in the leadership of your entire life. You know, Rick Ross is the best. He says, be the CEO of your life. I'm here on my balcony. Man, I come here very often where I just kind of come over across the side, put my head in the sun and thank God for the blessings that I have. I look at this view and I say to myself, man, I live in a resort style apartment complex right smack dab in downtown Los Angeles, right by the Staples Center. I made a comment the other day that LeBron James literally passes my house to go to the Staples Center when he plays at the Lakers because the Staples Center is less than a mile away from where I live. But essentially what I'm saying is that you don't have to be a company owner to be a leader. It starts off with you leading your time. That's right, leading your time. Let me take a seat here. Leading your time. It's imperative that you take ownership of the time that you have and the opportunities that you have with the time that you have. And it starts right now. Recognize that you have 86,400 minutes in a day. 86,400 minutes in a day. That's 86,400 opportunities to go into the direction that you want for your life. Who depends on your success? Recognize that as you grow and you become more successful, you become more wealthier, have more control of your time, you grow your company, you grow your mindset, there's going to be a group of people that's going to experience the benefit of your success. So when Martin Luther King made a decision to embark onto a journey that was nearly detrimental and scary, but his success, I depended on his success. My mom depended on Martin Luther King's success. My little brother depended on Martin Luther King's success because otherwise, I want you to know something. My neighbor is white. And if it wasn't for people like Martin Luther King, man, if they would allow people like me to be in this establishment, in this beautiful establishment here in downtown, if they would allow people to like me to be in this type of establishment, they would completely separate us. So that means the white people will be over there, the black people will be over here. But because Martin Luther King embarked on that journey that was kind of scary, and other people like Martin Luther King embarked on that journey, such as Rosa Parks, recognize that now I can live mixed with whites, and I can do so much more in my life because of people like Martin Luther King. Who is depending on your success? I, I was at a progression conference. I host a regular event called the Progression Conference. It's a multi-speaker, one-day event where... I bring in top successful entrepreneurs and businessmen and women to talk about how they became successful at this event. And there are people that are now living a different direction in life. I'll tell you, one of my students who's actually just texting me right now, and she, she said, Andy, I'm writing a book. And I said, well, you're writing a book? And she's like, yeah, I'm writing a book because I took your PA program, your Elite Presenter Academy program, where I teach speakers how to speak. She took that program and now part of that program is a portion on how to write your book and a step-by-step -step framework on how to write your book. And so she took that course and she literally just listened to what I said. She wrote her book. Next thing you know, she sends me the manuscript. And I said, man, that's crazy. Like you were on a path of being an attorney. Now you're becoming an author and a speaker because you showed up to the progression conference. So she came to the progression conference with her mom. And now she's on tour with me because some of my students get to go on tour with me nationwide. So two weeks ago, we were having dinner, myself, a few of my students, and a few VIP guests of that event. We were in Dallas, Texas, hosting a progression conference there. And her mom then said to me, Andy, I'm clear on my vision. I said, what, what do you mean? She said, Andy, 
It's because I came to the progression conference, I recognized that I need to write about my story when I struggled near death many years ago. I need to share my story with other people. So Andy, based on me coming to the progression conference, I'm gonna write a book. Now, I don't share that to impress you, to talk about the progression conference or how great it is and so on and so forth. I share that with you because I recognize that my decision to do something bigger than myself, it's my decision to become successful is affecting other people's lives. If I decided not to host a progression conference or she did not show up, and I, but most importantly, if I did not decide to host a progression conference, would she be on the path to writing her book? I don't know, but I know that she is on the path to writing her book and sharing her story with millions of other people because I did host a progression conference. And I also, I recognize that because I invited her and I introduced her to her different relationships to get a book published, she saw the process being easier for her. Now, her becoming successful, there's going to be people that's going to be trailing behind her story, that's going to read her story and grow because of that. So I pose a question to you. Who is depending on your success? The dreams that you have, the ideas that you have, you know, regardless of how challenging it is, regardless of the roadblocks and obstacles that's going to be on the middle of the way, who is depending on your success? There's going to be recipients of your success, and it's your duty. There is no one else besides you. It is your duty to support those people to where God wants them to go. So the question that I ask you is, where do you think that God wants you to be at? I'm talking about living an abundant life. A couple of days ago, I asked the pastor and I said, hey, what do you think about, because I was talking about my goals and how big they are. I was getting nervous that essentially my goals could be too big that I might be trying to like, you know, overstep God. And the way that this pastor laid it out for me, he said, God gave Adam and Eve the Garden of Eden. Like he gave Adam and Eve the, essentially the tools to live the best life possible. And all you got to do is just do the work and you'll receive anything that you ask God for. So what do you think God wants you to do? What's the biggest, the highest level for your life? What's the biggest, highest goal that you can achieve in your lifetime? I mean, is it just to work a nine to five job and complain every day and come home and talk to the kids and your husband and, or your wife just to come home and live a mundane life? Or is it to do something more spectacular? I ask you and I pose that question. Might I submit for your consideration that you are destined for something bigger than you have ever experienced before in your life? You are destined for something bigger than that has ever happened in the world. So these ideas that you have that somebody say that's impossible, might I submit for your consideration that it is not impossible. It's just that you have to be the one to create it. We look at cars nowadays. Hey, when Henry Ford had this vision of a vehicle moving forward and on its own with a motor on it, at the time, it seemed impossible because everyone was moving around or transporting themselves via horse carriages. So when Henry Ford created the Model T, he recognized that there is going to be a trickle of people depending on his success. So the reason we don't have to get into a horse-driven carriage is because Henry Ford took his idea and made it into reality. So what is your goal? Why are you here? Look, you need to do something big with the time that you have. And it starts with taking leadership over the time that you have. You know, I write in my book, No More Average, I wrote in the book, No More Average, I said, you need to be nimble with the things you can't control and be able to control the things that are controllable. In, in life, there's going to be things that you cannot control. Hey, you can't control the weather, but you can control where you are in the world when the weather hits. So a couple of days ago, there was a storm in Miami and the Bahamas. And I saw it. there's a group of successful individuals that I connect with and collaborate with and work with that are based out of Miami. 
what they decided to do was instead of being in the rain, instead of being affected by the hurricane, they left and came to the West Coast. They got on a plane. The whole family went, got on a plane, came to the West Coast where it was sunny, beautiful California, but Miami was raining. And this person made a decision to control where he was so he didn't have to experience the hurricane. In your life, there's going to be hurricanes. In your life, there's going to be rainstorms. But you can control what you can't control and be nimble to the things that you can't control. So when there's a hurricane come in your city, in your town, or there's a rainstorm come, control where you go, control where you are. And that's taking complete leadership. There's a difference between being a victim and being responsible. There's a difference between being a victim and being responsible. I take ownership and responsibility of everything that happens in my life. The reason why is because I can control everything that happens in my life. You know, two couple weeks ago, we were in Dallas and Houston, we were driving. And between Houston and Los Angeles, California. So I went with six people to Houston and Dallas. We held two progression conferences back to back. That one day multi-speaker event, that seminar that I hold on a regular basis. We held two of them, one on Friday in Dallas, then we drove three hours to Houston. Now between Los Angeles to Dallas is about a 30 hour drive, almost 30 hours from where we are in Los Angeles. So we traveled through many states. We went through Arizona, went through New Mexico and so on and so forth. And on the way from Houston to Los Angeles, now I wasn't driving. My videographer was driving my rental car and one of my team members was driving my personal car behind the rental car. And on the road in New Mexico, as we were traveling to New Mexico, there was a tire in the middle of the road. And because it might've been two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning, because this tire was in the road and everyone was tired and the drivers were kind of tired and not really paying 100% attention, by the time that the rental car got in front of the tire, it was too late to swerve out of the way, so we hit the tire. The same thing happened behind on my personal car where my team member was driving and he hit the tire. Now, because my personal car is a four-door sedan, the tire took out one of my wheel wells and affected the alignment on my car. Instead of me being a victim to that circumstance or that challenge, I took a responsibility and I said to myself, what could I have done different to never allow that to happen in the future? One thing I could do different is we don't drive anymore, we fly everywhere. Another thing I could have done, instead of me driving my personal car and affecting my personal vehicle, I can take a driver and have a driver drive. And if anything were to happen, it would go based off the driver. We could have just flew. And also, I took responsibility in the fact that I did not share with my team members to put the high beams on so they can see in front of them. So I'm taking responsibility and saying to myself, how can I have not allow this to happen in the future? But victim mentality would say, poor me, my car got hit. Oh man, my wheel wells got ripped out. Oh man, my alignment is affected because of this experience. And they would pity themselves. So my invitation to you is never to pity yourself, but being in completely control of everything that happens in your life. So that way you can progress. Progression is the mindset that I must improve on a regular basis based off the things that happen to me on a daily basis. So because that one experience happened where we crossed over the tires and it affected our cars, I mean, the rental car got hit and damaged. And then now there's a claim on my insurance because of that experience. So me taking responsibility, I say, okay, how can I ensure that this never happens again? This is a way to progress. See, progression is taking complete ownership of your time, of your life, and everything that you simply do. You will never be a victim with the progression mentality. Nothing bad can happen to you. Everything happens for you and your growth and your success.
Nothing bad can happen to you. Everything happens for you for your growth and your success. Les Brown, the, a renowned motivational speaker, the number one motivational speaker in the world. He's a mentor of mine, and, and I was on the phone with him. This was many years ago, nearly three years ago. Les Brown calls me. This is what I just started in the seminar space. I host regular seminars now. I just started being a speaker in the seminar space. And Les Brown said, Andy, this was my first event. And he calls me and he says, Andy, I want to speak at your event, man. Why didn't you tell me that you were having an event? And I said, Les Brown, your investment for me to hire you is twenty thousand dollars. I'm twenty one. I don't have twenty thousand dollars. And he said, Andy, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I want to speak at your event. We're going to blow this event up. I got one point two million people on my Facebook. I'm going to fill up that event with you. Let's do it. Let's go big. I said, Les, this is amazing. This is crazy. Let's go. So we started talking about details. We started talking about the Facebook Live that we're going to do. We started talking about the ads that we're going to do and so on and so forth. Within three minutes of that call, within three minutes of him telling me that he's going to speak at my event, I said, Les, can I ask you a question? Do you really believe that we're going to have a full event? Les Brown said, Andy, you know what? Never mind. I don't want to do the event with you. The number one motivational speaker ranked up with Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas. He says to me, never mind. I don't want to do business with you. And he hung up the phone on me. And I immediately thought about my family on the East Coast who's suffering, living in an impoverished area, that my dream of being successful was completely diminished at that moment. I got into my living room and I went back and forth to my living room. I said, God, why would you do this? I don't understand. I got into my car, drove to the house that Les Brown was staying at. And I went to the door and I ran to the door as fast as I can, knocking on the door. I said, I got to take this opportunity and I will not quit. So I knock on the door. And next thing you know, a woman opens the door and she says, Andy, Les Brown is not here. I said, where is he? He says, she says that he's in the OC, Orange County, shooting a commercial. He's not here. And I said, man, what am I going to do? Right by this house, there's a beach. So I walk to the beach and I put my feet into the sand and I'm looking at the sky and I'm asking God, why did, did you allow this to happen to me? My dreams were right in front of me. My goals were right in front of me. My mom, me being able to retire my mom was right in front of me. Me being able to take care of my brother's college right in front of me. Me being able to take care of my father. Me being able to take care of my family was right in front of me. And I had the goal because I believed that my success would skyrocket with him being a part of my journey. And I asked God, why did you allow this to happen to me? And God told me right then and there. He said, Andy, I had to use Les Brown in this predicament so I can show you not to doubt yourself. I can show you not to doubt yourself because I felt the only way I could be successful was if I was attached to someone else. Now, I love Les Brown. He mentored me, showed me the way, gave me guidance, and continually does on a regular basis. But I have to have that belief in myself as well and not put 100% of my belief in another man. So I invite to you that that experience, although it was challenging, although it was hard, although it was scary, and I didn't know what to do, what was going to happen next, it was happening for me, not against me. So that experience took me to another height in my belief system in myself, my belief system in Andy Ardate, my belief system in what I can do. Because of that experience, I grew as a person. A week and a half later or two weeks later, I get a phone call. It's Les Brown's president. And Les Brown's president says, Andy, for some reason, Les Brown called me and he said, Andy, he wants to speak at your event. I said, Les, he wants to speak now? He said, yes, Les Brown wants to speak at your event. And he's not going to charge you. He's going to come and speak and give you the opportunity to be on stage with him. I said, man, this is what happens when I have complete belief and complete control over my life. Might I submit for your consideration that anything that it happened against you is for you, for your success, if you look at it in that fashion. If you look at that situation or that circumstance as how is this going to benefit me? How is this growing me? How is it supporting me in my progression? Once you have that mindset, anything that happens to you in your life is going to be for your success.